All right. Hello, James Kirby. Stan, how are you? I'm pretty well and uh, excited to be back with you and, and uh, we're going to try and do another little podcast. Yes. Um, the Science of Compassion uh, seminar series is, is now behind us. That was all quite a success, really. Well, how did you feel that all went in the end? Yeah, no, it was, it was, it was fantastic. I mean, to have a class uh, as engaged as the class that we had and also to have a whole semester to dig into some really, you know, uh, interesting topics and, and to have the students' reflections on those topics, digging into the science uh, week in, week out, was, uh, yeah, it, was, it was fantastic. Can't wait for next year. Yeah, it, was, it, it really was wonderful and to hear all of their ideas and to, to share different sorts of um, you know, research and theories and, and also practices. I can't wait for next year myself. Well, you know, we the class and I felt slightly abandoned by you because about, uh, I don't know, three quarters of the way through, you took off overseas gallivanting, doing workshops and conferences. So, yes, we did miss you at the back end. Uh, well, I, I had something to say to you about that, actually. That I, I feel a great privilege of being back after you abandoned me as well and, and had a, a long conversation with Nico. I, I felt like that was... Uh, I didn't know where you were going. <laughs> I felt uh, felt lots of feelings about that, but anyway, we, we won't. Uh, well, you, you'd be pleased dive to know. Too deep. Yeah, well, you'd be pleased to know diving a little deeper that Nico and I have had many listens on that tracks. So. <laughs> yeah, I, know. <laughs> I know it's one of our most popular. Uh, I use the term "our" you know, relatively uh, loosely there. But the other thing that um, you and I have been uh, sort of working away at in the last few weeks is running some compassionate mind training groups. Yes. Uh, and you're uh, running a group at the moment that I might ask you to tell us a bit about in a sec with uh, body weight concerns. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm running a group at the moment with uh, combat veterans and their spouses. And so my group is, a, is the 12-session uh, uh, approach looking at compassionate mind training. Uh, the veterans themselves are from from various conflicts uh, and of various ages, but we've also got them coming along with their spouses. Mm. Uh, in this case, it is all male veterans and, mm. and their female spouses. Sometimes the spouses, though, too, are also military personnel or, or oh. veterans as well, which has been quite interesting. <laughs> oh, what do we do here? <laughs> so sorry. Hi, you want to pick up your yeah. USBs? Yes. Um, I'm actually in the meeting. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, would 12 o'clock be okay? Yeah. Yeah, will you still be around on campus at 12? Okay, fabulous. Thank you very much. <laughs> well, <laughs> that was lovely. You were, you were very, very kind and compassionate there, James. Should we just keep rolling? I think so. Um, the, um, yeah, so, but anyway, so we're... we're um, we, with the current group, I'm, I'm up to, I think it's about uh, session six or, or thereabouts. Um, and so session five and six is really starting to uh, introduce and develop the compassionate self and starting to, to look at multiple selves and, and um, some of the patterns, I guess, that, that start to develop uh, for people as well. But could tell us a bit about your group. What, what's the story there? Yeah, uh, so this is work I'm doing with um, my PhD student, Alicia Carter. And uh, Alicia 
uh, is doing her master's in health psychology. So she had a, a real interest in anything to do with health and was really interested in the area of body uh, image uh, and body image concerns and how a lot of people can feel you know, ashamed of their body appearance and so on. And so uh, she really wanted to do something to help individuals who do struggle with that. And uh, we had the 12-week the uh, manual of compassion-focused therapy available and we thought this could be a nice little opportunity to, to test run this uh, manual in this population where uh, shame typically plays a really important role. I mean, you've done a lot of work in this area. Stan, you and Kira Buchanan have done a lot of work in this area, uh, which has been helpful in laying the, the foundation for, for work that Alicia's doing. So it's been fantastic. So we're working with uh, individuals who struggle a great deal with their body weight shame. Now, the aim of the program is to help them f to feel less ashamed of their appearance. Uh, it's not about losing weight. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and so we're at... Uh, uh, at the moment, we're just doing a, a pilot test run and of, of the program to see how it uh, uh, is kind of, uh, I suppose, uh, just going with this group and as, as to whether or not we need to make further modifications to make it uh, more appropriate, perhaps, maybe make some more examples more clear uh, to this particular population. But so far, it's been going really well. We're up to, uh, session, we finished session six and we start uh, session seven tonight, actually. Um, so we've just finished as what you've just said, you know, compassionate self, mm -hmm. and then multiple selves, and tonight we get into self-criticism. Mm. Okay. Yes, the 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 um, the issue of, of self-criticism and shame, of course, is also a very prominent one for for the guys that we're working with as well. I just sort of mentioned too, Sarah Hampton is the person that yeah. is co-facilitating with me as well, and that, that that's been that's been working really great. Um, yeah, we're about up to the same sort of spot mm. uh, by the sounds of it amazing. And it's it's amazing it's <laughs> uh, <laughs> so coincidental yeah and um it really is yeah i i i think that the the thing that has struck me is the early part of the the module is really about understanding the, the tricky brain and understanding the the three circles model oh, yeah. and yeah, yeah. and moving towards stuff around soothing, I guess, and soothing rhythm breathing and body posture and facial expression and those sorts of things. And as you know, I'm a big fan of Deborah Lee's little saying, a calm mind thinks differently. And, and that's um, something that really is in that early sort of soothing system stuff. Yes. It's just that the compassionate self moves beyond just soothing, mm. I think, doesn't it? It, it? There is something else that we start to really try to cultivate and, and embody uh, once we're at that that cult uh, that compassionate self kind of stage of the program what have you noticed with that in terms of the added bits I guess that start to, to be um, uh, slotted in there with the compassionate self yes so I think one of the key parts is is, is once the you know the compassionate self, which aims to you know, it's, of course, it's underpinned by those three very important qualities of, of, of wisdom, um, strength, and commitment. And the idea being at that point, if you can start to embody this position or this this state of mind, if you will, um, you can start to be able to uh, differentiate the the the, the, the multiplicity that we experience. So, um, you know, in any given situation, we often use the the scenario of Imagine yourself in a in a recent argument you've had with someone, nothing too severe, but you know a, a recent perhaps disagreement or argument uh, that you may have had, 
it just starts to notice from uh, the perspective of the different perhaps emotions that may have been present in mm. that conversation. Mm. Now, often in some of those conversations, anger or perhaps, a, and <laughs> uh, you know, if it's an argument with, <laughs> with my wife at home, you know, obviously <laughs> there's a lot of frustration or irritation. I've clearly not done something right <laughs> or something like that has occurred. And so that emotion can be the prominent one you know, uh, for, for people or the preferred emotion in some ways that more comfortable with that. Mm. Uh, but then we start to go, okay, let's look at it from other potential uh, emotion states too. So from anxious and then that sadness, and you can do it for any of them really. Mm. Uh, but the idea is, is you're starting to take what can be an experience that feels overwhelming mm. uh, and can have like, you know, to use a, a, an analogy, sort of like a smoothie, all the emotions sort of blend in together and you feel kind of overwhelmed, this is too much, mm. you walk away um, to the idea of, well, let's just slow it down to mm. embody in this compassionate self state and start to perhaps uh, break them down, if you will, and look at them one by one, trying to get some differentiation, start mm. to look at what each of these emotions might be telling or, 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 uh, or trying to make us understand perhaps and try to see it from each of those different selves um, mm. to try to create a little bit more of a, uh, a fruit salad, you know, so it's kind of like you can see each of the pieces individually as opposed to all being blended up. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah that, that's um, really important, this, this notion of, of differentiation. That, that's the, the kind of key first step, isn't it, really, with the compassionate self, is having that soothes, calm sort of state, first of all, but then bringing the wisdom and the strength to the present moment and starting to notice what's the different emotions at play here, what's the different motives at play here. Of course, there's important differences amongst those two things as well, but, um, but being able to notice, uh, you know, in the group we, we really talked about uh, the angry self, the anxious self, and the sad self, I guess, and being able to kind of differentiate. And it's interesting because sometimes, you know, the group participants would be talking, we'd be discussing angry self, uh, but in would sneak little bits of anxious self, or yeah, in would yeah. sneak little bits of sad self, and, yeah. and um, really trying to sort of aid in that differentiation and, and being able to notice, well, there's angry self, there's perhaps some of the motives behind it, this is the way that it makes me feel physically or emotionally, this is the way it makes me think, these are some of the actions that can spill out of that particular part of me. Yep, um, that's right. Often in those conflict moments, the angry self is most prominent. Yep. Uh, but scratch the surface a little and there's the anxious self as well, the, the, the self that's worried about you know, what might happen about with all of this, what mm. might come next, what if something really bad and, mm. and so on and so forth. And So I found that sort of uh, differentiation piece to be very powerful actually with the guys. Uh, likewise for, for, for our group too, there also can be a, a kind of uh, uh, a revelation almost, if you will, um, recognising that there can often be a preferred emotion that I, I kind of feel when I'm in these instances where there could be potential confrontation. And for some of our individuals, there can be this sense of, um, which we've just kind of noticed, that uh, it's more anxious as opposed to anger. And they try to keep anger uh, uh, contained, if you will, because if mm. anger was to, to come out, there'd be really, really bad things that would happen. But there's often a lot of uh, tense jaw holding and so on mm. um, to really bite down on your tongue and not say anything out of this fear this anxious self fear of, of something bad happening and, and you being um, perhaps judged even more harshly mm. um, and so there's already this low kind of sense of self-worth and then if this anger comes out you'll be judged even even more 
uh, harshly. So, so, it, so getting getting to stay within that emotion, still seeing the anger's there, I'm experiencing it, but I just don't express it. Is mm. it's been really important. Mm. Um, uh, really fascinating because, of course, with my guys, male veterans, PTSD, anger is often the one that they feel most comfortable yeah, with. Sure. So they, they they will talk about how you know, boom, they're yeah. in anger, yeah, in, in angry self, and yeah. and it, it you know for them what was most difficult and scary is sad self. Yeah. yeah. To actually sit yeah. with the yeah. sad yeah. self component yeah. and to yeah. really work with that is the piece that, you know, is often most threatening yeah. in a way. And interestingly, that might be the piece that um, triggers off the anxious self. Oh, yeah, uh, sure. And yeah. then ultimately, you know, kind yeah. of the angry self. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and of course, these different multiple selves uh, are in conflict with each other sometimes too oh very much um, yeah i mean it, it comes up quite nicely and so w- once we start to differentiate that and then we start to bring uh, the compassion itself to it i guess that leads us to that next step which is what you've been doing as well with your in that exercise with the veterans right the the which which next step you're referring to the integration yeah, yeah, piece yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, so so um, I was trying to set you up there. Yeah, yeah, good. No, that's that's great. But um, <laughs> um, it's not skillful. Yeah, well, we haven't planned this conversation, so I didn't know what the heck you're on about. Um, but no, that's right. There, there's that sort of. It's an interesting process, isn't it? There's the differentiation yeah, yeah. As, as kind of the first piece, and then there's the integration yeah. as the second piece. How do how does the compassionate self create that integrating kind of um, you know effect where uh, it's kind of being able to, to sort of, you know, kind of orchestrate these different ones and, and, you know, kind of almost use them as important kind of guides or reflective pieces or, you know, take on board their concerns, um, create reassur- validation but then reassurance and, and yes. sort of create that integration of, of all of those three. Oh, very um, much. takes a lot of wisdom or presence of mind or um, that sort of... Um, you know, that, that compassionate kind of perspective to, to do all of that. Oh, absolutely. Uh, so, yeah, being able to, to come back to that compassionate mind state um, or compassionate self state and then starting to look at, okay, um, I don't have to react on my anger at this point. I don't have to react on my perhaps ang- high levels of anxiety that I'm experiencing right now. Um, I know they're there letting me know that there's something that I'm worried about or something I'm finding somewhat mm. dangerous. Uh, thank you for letting me know that. How am I now going to work with this information and mm. how is this going to be able to help me to work towards uh, whatever I was hoping to do at that particular point? Mm. Mm. The, it's come up a lot for me from participants that that's the point at which they they wish they could fix those other oh, parts yeah, of themselves. Yeah, sure, totally. You know, they, they wish they could fix the angry self or fix the sad self and just sort of move on. Um and of course, um, you know, the, I, I remember, I might have told you this story before, but I remember when I first went to the uh, Mindful Self-Compassion Retreat and, and talking to Chris Germer in, in one of the breaks and telling him about my undese- undeserving self um, and, um, you know, would I ever be free from this? And of course he said, no, you know, mm-hmm. you will always feel undeserving. It, it's how you approach yourself in those moments to, to kind of you know work with that undeserving I suppose this is this is then the third step isn't it is that it's not about fixing all of that it's about starting to 
bring the compassion itself to transforming patterns yeah. and, and being able to have input into that and, and being able to, to sort of in the moment kind of differentiate the emotions, integrate them, bring them all together and then start to transform patterns, start to embody uh, some of these different ways of, of um, thinking, feeling, responding in any in any given moment yeah well exactly stan i mean and that's what is so hard because uh, we we want these things to be sort of resolved mm. <laughs> they're uncomfortable yeah. they're unpleasant they're difficult very much so and uh, that 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 idea though is, is super important that idea of um uh moving away from the sort of fixing which is still monitoring you just having to monitor all the time something's going wrong but that sort of compassion itself recognizing that you know, this stuff's going to happen. I can't get rid of these other parts of me. They're part of me. Um, mm. How am I going to work with them as opposed to against them, mm. uh, really? And then, uh, or perhaps, you know, start to deliberately, on purpose, try to choose to create a different pattern and mm. see how that might go. Yeah. yeah. Yes, there's definitely that intention, yeah. purposiveness, yeah. for want of a better word. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, kind of, Practicing it, yeah, yeah, know, and, yeah, and and um, you know, sort of with 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 the practice, gradually, you know, it does become more embodied and I guess mm. natural to to kind of be that way. Mm. And, and you know, that's why I think you know, finding ways of of being able to 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 to, to engage in it when you need it, um, as opposed to I'm just going to do it in the morning. Or I'm just going to do it in the evening, which still might be very good, and you still might need it at mm. those times. Mm. But the idea of it is when you pair it with an argument, for example, is after the argument, how long do you hold on to the angry self, mm. and how long are you then ruminating over that mm. uh, that uh, that argument, kicking off all of that physiology as it's going? Mm. Uh, you know, thank you, tricky brain, <laughs> for, for allowing that to occur. Yeah. So the idea is, is like after those moments, are we then able to bring in this? Uh, sort of slowing down, activating this compassionate mind state, compassionate self state, start to prepare, you know, so it's always about respecting the process. So it's always mm. about sort of slowing the body down, you know, using Deborah's calm minds, think differently line, mm. um, and your soul, of course. And then, and then being able to go, okay, from this position, starting that process of de-blaming, it's not your fault, this stuff happens, right? Mm. Didn't ask for this. So how are we going to work with this? Mm. Is, yeah. is, 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 is such a nice way because then hopefully what it does lead to is then a repair you know go back and, and you yeah. know to, to that person or mm. or whatever the difficulty might be mm. um, instead of holding on to it until you mm. know the next time you see them or mm. the next day or the next morning yeah you, the reset button can be when you start to connect with the compassion itself to allow the mm. transformation as opposed to the next time you see them mm. which could be a long time yeah I remember Paul Gilbert talking about just the, the the important role of basically remembering yeah, you know, yeah being yeah, able to yeah, remember yeah. somehow to bring it to mind to that's do right. to do yeah, all that yeah. you just described and yeah. and that's um I, yeah I, I i think it's i think it's helping <laughs> I, i'm feeling like these you know these these groups the the work that you guys have done on the manual the the uh stuff obviously that that paul has, has really kind of given given to us and to the world i think it really it, it's 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 helping with these guys i mean cautious optimism but you know because <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. that they, they they've been through a lot but oh. um but no i think i think it's helpful i mean if it can be yeah i mean it, it might not make it easy but it makes it slightly easier and that's important yeah that's bloody important
All right, mate. Well, thank you for a, a, a lovely gonna, conversation. We're going to do another one of these before yeah. the year's out, a Christmas special, perhaps. A Christmas special. <laughs> Why not? And um, <clears throat> I've actually uh, videoed this conversation, so uh, if anyone's interested in in having a having a look. Um, uh, we might we might sort of eventually share a link to that as well. <laughs> that sounds good. That sounds good. All right, buddy. That sounds good. Chat soon. Bye.